On today's episode, the very first episode of 2021, Michelle Sherwin joins me as we discuss how the coffee and cafes of the Coffee Oasis work to restore communities through compassionate youth programs and coffee businesses. You'll also get to hear from our executive director as he makes a announcement about our mission statement. I'll give you a hint. It's new and I just said it. Let's get into it. Coffee Oasis presents Street Lives, a podcast created to give you a personal glimpse into life on the streets and updates about the Coffee Oasis. The Coffee Oasis is a faith-based nonprofit in Washington State that exists to change the world for homeless youth in one community after another through evidence-based programs supported by sustainable coffee businesses. With over 40,000 students experiencing homelessness in the state of Washington each year, there's a problem. And that problem is that so many youth that are aged between 13 and 25 are homeless. And the aim for this podcast is to address that problem head on and share with you the solution that we've come up with, loving those students. Now you may be asking what that looks like. And for us, that looks like a series of youth programs that we've developed And on this podcast, we're going to tell you stories and information about the people that we interact with because we believe that it's our job to change the world for homeless youth. Street Lives is their story and the story of those that love them. My name is Cody Clark, and let's walk through this together. Welcome, everybody. It is officially 2021, and I think we can all say that 2020 was a doozy, like no doubt. But 2021 is a new year with amazing things looking forward. Um, In a few minutes, you're going to get to hear from uh, our executive director, Daniel Frederick. As we move into 2021, um, we have uh, moved into a season where we have a new mission statement. And so Daniel is going to tell us all about that. Um, And then you're going to hear Michelle Sherwin, uh, who is the manager of the Naval Avenue Coffee Oasis Cafe, um, which is right now just a drive through, Um, still sells our amazing coffee, makes amazing food. Go through the drive through if you're in Bremerton. It's fantastic. Um, But we're also going to talk about um, the other side of her job, which is uh, being the uh, coffee roasting manager, and um, we're gonna we're going to address how the coffee and cafes bring restoration to communities through the Coffee Oasis. It's gonna be amazing. Um, but first, let's hear from uh, Sir Daniel Frederick, the executive director of the Coffee Oasis. Hello, Coffee Oasis family. As we head into a new year, I want to give you an update that tells you both how we look back on 2020 and how we are making some significant changes coming into 2021. So this is my executive director letter to you. It proved to be quite a difficult year to cut my teeth as a new executive director. The aphorism, cutting teeth, is especially vivid as a new dad. 
Teething is brutal and so was 2020. I headed into my first year with the goal of maintaining and growing a firm and healthy foundation before making any significant changes. A firm and healthy foundation means a mission-centered and joy-filled staff supported by strong community partners. The right people pointed in the right direction can do almost anything. This is the way God made us to be and build a compassionate community. 2020 presented every opportunity to fail, but the foundation proves stronger than the challenges we faced. I don't need to tell you how difficult this year was. You lived it right alongside us. What you should know is that our foundation is firm and we are ready for whatever lies ahead. We have the right people, we are pointed in the right direction, and are confident that we, corporately, includes a beautiful, diverse, compassionate community of partners, and that means you. After a year of making few changes to the structure of the organization, we enter 2021 with a very significant change, and that is a new mission statement. Next year will be our silver anniversary. Heading into the next quarter century, we must remain anchored in the heart and values that inspired my parents to start the Coffee Oasis. Their vision was marked by Christ-like love and personal sacrifice. Their humility showed through doing hard work and lonely work for years without being recognized. They were the right people pointed in the right direction. The goal of the new mission statement is to reawaken the original vision to walk in the way of Jesus, caring for those youth who are most hurting, lost, and alone. It also points to the fact that we have grown to include new communities and have influence beyond the homeless youth we serve. The new mission statement is this, restoring communities through compassionate youth programs and coffee businesses. The heart of restoration is the healing of relationships. Everything we do is with this goal in mind. Whether we are providing shelter, roasting coffee, or responding to a crisis text, we are working towards the restoration of relationships. Doesn't that feel like a timely message and a timely mission for today? That relationships not only can, but will be restored. I look forward to our relationship growing into 2021 in the next quarter century together. Thank you. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for your uh, executive director update. I don't know about everybody else, but I love uh, hearing specifically what's going on and, and different changes. And I love uh, being able to share those with people. So uh, thank you. Um, now we are going to move uh, into our next segment, which uh, again, I have a uh, wonderful person, great friend on uh, Michelle Sherwin. She is our Naval Avenue cafe manager and coffee roasting manager. Um, she has a plethora of knowledge and experience working with coffee. Uh, in our cafes uh, and also has uh, lots of experience working with youth as they come into our cafes. So uh, that being said, Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Uh, how's it going today? How's everything? Things are good. <laughs> We're hanging in there. That's good. Uh, I mean, 
in reality, you have to drink a lot of coffee, I'm assuming, right? Like, yeah, just a tad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I shouldn't assume. I know you drink a lot of coffee. Um, if you had to order one coffee drink, what would it be? So funny thing is, is I'm a little boring, one might say, when it comes to uh, coffee choices. But black coffee is my favorite. I mean, when you serve really good black coffee can't really be boring especially when it's not burnt like a major organization that has coffee and sells coffee all over the world and started in the pacific northwest not um, to name names yeah i have no idea who that would be um but yeah no i our black coffee is phenomenal so i totally support that decision and again not that it matters because you know more about coffee than i do um how have things been I mean, it's been almost a year since COVID has really hit the United States, but even more so uh, Kitsap County, um, you know, Washington State, and it's affected everything that the Coffee Oasis has done, but we have been able to kind of move forward and continue growing and really loving youth in our community, loving uh, people in our community by supplying amazing coffee and food. Um, But Michelle, I want to hear your perspective. How has it been moving forward since March 14th when um, things really kind of started going crazy here in in Washington. Um, Yeah, so I actually just recently wrote a letter um, to our executive director about how the last year has been. Um, Would you like me to read that or... Do it! Okay. (laughs) So um, this is what I wrote. Um, 2020 was a rough year for all of us, and it was the first time I ever felt like I was unsure if I would still have a job. When we first got put into quarantine, I wondered if customers would still come and get coffee. I remember the first week I was so on edge, living day by day, wondering who would show up. As our regulars continued to come to the cafes and support us, I gradually became more and more secure in knowing we would be okay. And it may sound bad to say, but I didn't realize until last year how much we really rely on the community to support us. If it wasn't for the customers and supporters of our mission, I wouldn't have a job. We wouldn't have jobs. Our youth wouldn't have resources or a place to go when they need it most. And it wasn't until I felt like there was a real possibility of that being taken away that I realized how big of an impact we are and how much my security and confidence was affected by being unsure day by day what the future would hold. I had so many plans um, for 2020 that didn't happen, um, like many of us, but one thing I have always wanted to do happened, and it was probably the highlight of my entire year. Um, I have always had a fascination for coffee, even before I was old enough to drink it. Um, I thank my dad for that. Um, My dad is always interested in the backstory of how something came to be um, or the process of making something from scratch and figuring it out until it's perfected. Um, He passed this on to my brother and I. Um, And when I first started at Coffee Yo a few few years ago as a barista, I was already so interested in the fact that we roast our own coffee, Um, especially in Kitsap, since Seattle is just across the water and has one of the biggest specialty coffee scenes in the world. Um, But here in Kitsap, we have so many coffee stands and not a whole lot of sit-down coffee shops um, serving specialty coffee roasted in the same place. 
Um, I was already peeking into the coffee roastery in Burwell, wanting to know what went into everything. How is coffee roasted? How do you get different flavors and aromas out of different coffee beans? What makes one coffee taste better than the other? Um, I volunteered a couple times in the roasting room early on just to watch how it was done. And I roasted my own coffee at home right alongside my dad and just wanted to know more. Um, I eventually became the manager at the Naval Coffee Oasis location, and my focus shifted more to figuring out what it meant to be um, as a leader, as well as managing different projects and learning how to manage my time and my energy. Um, A couple years later, I find myself in 2020. I'm still managing Naval, but then the opportunity presented itself for me to also manage the coffee roasting department and further my education learning about coffee. Um, this is when I started online classes um, with Diedrich Coffee Roasters based in Chicago. Um, they also have a location in Idaho. Um, but learning how coffee is grown, the ins and outs of a coffee roasting machine, and rocket science. Um, yes, literal rocket science <laughs> that goes into the creation of a coffee profile. Um, and then about a month ago now, um, I got to fly to Chicago for a week to learn from one of the best coffee roasters in the industry. Um, And to summarize that all up, at the beginning of 2020, I was worried if I would still have a job at the end of 2020, I have, I had started living out my dream. And uh, there was a lot of hardship in times where I wanted to give up. Um, But this opportunity Coffee Oasis has given me to learn more about something I have been passionate about since I was a kid has been life changing. Um, And it may sound silly to some, but this is a dream job for me. Um, I get to learn about something I am passionate about. Every day brings something new to learn and expand my thinking, and I'm just really thankful um, for what I get to do, and I can't wait to share with like all of you what's to come in the coffee roasting department um, at Coffee Oasis. Dang. Okay. Uh, well, Michelle, that sounds like um, you felt... A lot of the same things a lot of other people felt, right? Like For sure. I, I could totally say that I felt the same way. Uh, when COVID hit and we had to quarantine, you know, what what was my job going to look like? Thankfully, looking back a year later, you know, we're still here, right? Yeah. Um, and you're totally right. We rely so heavily on the people in our community to give, um, to volunteer, to support us. Uh, to buy coffee. Um, and and the, I think the crazy thing that a lot of people don't realize, the easiest way people can support the Coffee Oasis is literally buying coffee. Yep. Right? When people go into our cafes and buy coffee and drink coffee and buy food, which if you don't eat our food, our burritos are amazing. I eat one every day that I'm in the office. Don't tell my wife. Um, but that being said... Um, literally like the easiest ways by buying stuff from our cafes. Um, and you're totally right that we, we have something special here. Like our, our coffee is roasted 200 feet from where we're sitting right now. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of places around here can say that specifically in Kitsap County. Um, but that also shows a level of dedication and commitment we have to our products. Um, and so as we talk about coffee, I would love to start discussing, um, again, you know, our, our new mission statement is restoring communities through compassionate youth programs and coffee businesses. Um, I would love to discuss 
how the coffee and our cafes um, really do an amazing job of restoring community. Because Daniel Frederick said in, in our executive director update as we... Um, Oh, well, actually, I don't think he said it in that. He said it in a different video I recorded, so I apologize for that. But um, he does talk about how it's interesting how people get confused when they hear uh, our youth programs and the things we do for homeless and at-risk youth um, and do with them because we we love them where they're at and we want to help um, our community continue to grow and um, bring restoration around the youth that we serve. Um but the question is, where does coffee come in to all of that, right? Um, so let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, what are um, some things that you would like our audience to know about how our coffee and cafes really bring restoration? I actually really love that question um, because I think sometimes um, having been in the cafes for like the past three years and just being a barista and now being also in the roasting room. Um, I think sometimes we think we're not making as much of a difference as we are. Um, and really it's, you know, it's our coffee, it's our, our friendly baristas and stuff like that, that, you know, can sometimes be the people that are bringing awareness. 100%. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we put so much passion into our coffee, um, whether it's us roasting that coffee ourselves or it's a barista making you like your favorite latte and having a conversation with you. Um, it's just, we want to give that same friendliness to our customers as we do with our youth. And we don't, we don't treat our customers differently than we treat our youth and we love them. We meet them where they are. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just something that I love. Yeah. I think, I think it really is amazing when we have people in our cafes, baristas in our cafes who put so much love and care into the food that they make, the coffee that they serve, um, and how you're right, you know, you can have a bad day and walk into one of our cafes and know that hopefully one of our baristas will smile, they'll they'll be friendly, um, and that really can change your day. Um, the other thing is, and I, I, I want to cover this too, is that um, we have job training classes for youth in Kidsap. Um, but after those job training classes, they go into internships if they mm-hmm. sign up for it. And and I think the really cool thing is our cafes are one of the places yep. they can intern. And I know that you've had experience with um, youth coming in and interning and having to work with them where they're at. Um, I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, no, I, that's been a really cool experience too. Um, I think it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I really got to first experience having youth in my cafe. Um, and I think it's just a whole nother level um, when you get to see the youth working alongside you um, and you're hearing their stories. Um, and I also didn't realize how, how um, much our words carry to them yeah yeah um and i would say things that i felt like were just you know oh i'm just being friendly like i would to anybody um and for them like i think sometimes it shocks me like how impactful my words are um or how my staff's words are yeah i it's it's really interesting because you never know how 
asking somebody how their day is can actually change and impact their day, right? Yeah. Even more so when you are intentional about it and you actually mean it when you ask them. Because so often uh, we as people ask each other, oh, how's your day been? How, how are you doing? When in reality, that's just a formality, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to say, fine, that's great. But when you actually care, when you actually want to know how the person's day is, um, there's a totally different response, right? Mm-hmm. You get you get people opening up about the stuff in their life. You get people opening up about um, what's going well, what's going poorly, how they can grow, you know. And in the youth that we serve, um, it's sad because a lot of the time I feel like they don't have people like that that answer those questions or, ask, sorry, ask those questions and really mean it when they ask those questions. Um, and so it's really cool to see... Um, youth come into our cafes who um you know look like they've they've had a rough day well and also i'll say this too i really have enjoyed one of the my favorite things about having youth internships is seeing their confidence grow oh yeah um because i i'm in the interview process at the beginning with them and they are so nervous Mm because they haven't most of the time they haven't had an experience like that before um, and then they come into our cafe and they're kind of nervous the first day or two. And then they see how much like our staff cares about yeah. them. Um, and they just like, by the time their internship is over, they're like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to leave. Yeah. And, and I've seen youth kind of come and go into different internships, whether it's in the, like the Naval Cafe or the Burwell Cafe or, well, I mean, no, Port Orchard too. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me. Um, with youth coming in and out of those cafes and interning, and we've had youth who have come in and done the internship and not quit and struggled their way through it, um, but they completed it. And that in itself is huge. Um, but I've also seen youth come in and struggle at first and have those hard conversations about how they can get better and take those conversations to heart and then move into this period where they're thriving in the cafe and again seeing how both of those perspectives bring growth they bring um, restoration to these youth right because a lot of our youth aren't really given chances in society right like when we have youth that literally come off the street who are actively homeless moving into an internship so they can hopefully get a job someday because they have experience working um helps them grow and not only that but i think it's safe to say that it helps our staff grow um and i know and i know you have had uh big ups and some struggles with youth as they go into the internships and it's cool seeing i mean even seeing you grow from that um and and i will say it's i've grown from it as well um how else do you think that there are other ways? I mean, let's look at our farmers, for example, the farms that we work with. How does that? How do? Uh, how does us purchasing unroasted coffee from farms pr- bring restoration to the communities that they're in? Um, so basically, so the coffee that we buy, we buy it from you know different countries. Um, 
We buy our coffee from different countries, uh, the green coffee beans before they're roasted. Yeah. And something that I'm learning more as I've like been gaining more education in this area is that um, a lot of green coffee farms yeah. um, are owned by small, like they're either a small business or they're completely family owned. Okay. Um, so these are families that have been passing this down to each other for generations and not every farm is like that, yeah. but a lot of them are. And that's like their main like Interesting. Thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, so the, level, the level of care that they must put into it is insane. Oh, and though. there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And just by us buying unroasted green coffee beans, yeah. um, them sending it over to an, our importer and then us getting it, like we are supporting not only that green coffee farm, we're also supporting the importer who is bringing it to us as yeah. well. Um, so there's a lot of just like all of that is helping each each business, each family, each community um, in more ways than one. So, folks, you have heard it directly from Michelle and myself as well. Um, our cafes, our coffee are very intentional. Um, we are very intentional using these two tools to bring restoration to our community, to uh, the community around us, um, and even more so, um, the youth that we serve um, and the communities that we get our coffee from. Michelle, um, one last thing before we uh, sign off. Uh, what do you think that um, our listeners, if there's one piece of information that, that our listeners should walk away with from listening to this, what do you think it should be? Um, don't forget the impact that you have on us as a business. Yeah. Um, because like I said in my letter, um, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, we wouldn't be here without you coming in and getting coffee from us. We wouldn't be here without like our donors and, and people who support us. Um, we are literally here because of you guys. 100%. And I'm, I'm going to add to that even, um, there are four ways for people to get involved and in those four ways, it's amazing to um, see how people want to be involved, how people want to support us. And these four ways are the biggest ways that, that, that I have seen people, businesses, individuals get involved. And it's the four ways that like it shows that we can't do this without, uh, without people, without businesses, without other entities supporting us. Um, and so if you, if you buy coffee from us, like that's, that's huge. If you go to our cafe and get a bag of coffee from home, if you get coffee delivered from your, um, uh, from our, our website, if you, uh, come in and get coffee in a burrito, um, you are actively supporting the work that we do. Um, you are actively supporting the mission that we have. Um, if you are giving financially or you donate resources to our centers, to our youth programs, again, we can't do it without you. Um, a huge portion of what we do, and my job specifically is fundraising. And so we would not be where we're at without people giving financially or giving resources. Uh, if you volunteer, 
Uh, one of our community development staff has said it best over the, the year. We love our youth best through our volunteers. If you volunteer with us, you make a huge impact in restoring community. So thank you for that. And then if you are a corporate sponsor or you are a business partner, again, um, we would not be where we're at without you. Um, if you're a church that partners with us, um, Again, thank you. Um, partnerships mean the world to us. And again, it helps us restore community because we as a community are doing this together. We rely on you. So thank you. Michelle, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I stole the thunder at the end. <laughs> did not mean to do that. You did not. Very, very passionate about saying thank you. Um, again, because yeah. in the last year I've seen too how much we rely on people um, as part of my, most of my job is fundraising. Um, so Michelle, thank you so much for uh, joining me in this. Um, this is the second time you've been on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. It's definitely a fun time. So thank you. And if you are listening to this, listeners, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Until the end of February, you have heard the last of me, unless you listen to more episodes, which I encourage you to do as well. Thank you so much. This was an episode of Street Lives Podcast presented by the Cop.